It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your host, and it's always exciting to be with you here on WTSM. 97.9, your sports monster. We're on Sunday mornings from 6 to 7. We talk about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. We have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, or doctrine, but we do always speak well of one another. And this is show number 1031 that I've been involved in interviewing a lot of people. And today, I'm going to be replaying an interview of a man who became very important in my life. And uh, the interesting thing about it is that my wife and I came to Tallahassee in 1979. And the truth is, I had heard of Florida State University one time. That's because they played the University of Kentucky in basketball in the NCAA tournament and almost beat them because Joe B, that's Joe B. Hall, had benched a lot of his starters because of a disciplinary problem. And uh, I can call him Joe B because we're from the same hometown in Kentucky. Anyway, um, came to Tallahassee, asked the board of the church when they were interviewing me for the position of pastor if there was a college in town. That's how much I knew about it. But I came to Tallahassee, and of course, when you uh, arrive, you get uh, very much uh, indoctrinated into Florida State University, the Florida State Seminoles, the football program, and well, they were just on the rise at that time. And I kept hearing this name, Bobby Bowden, in a little song they were playing on the radio, Bobby Bowden, that's the coach for me, Bobby Bowden, please stay in Tallahassee. And uh, that I heard that he was kind of a lay preacher and uh, he'd go to churches and preach and he was a very uh, much uh, a person who lived his Christian testimony. So I told my wife, I said, I'm going to root for these Seminoles and I have been ever since. But I watched uh, Coach Bowden's career and uh, watched him uh, gain success but from time to time, I'd hear him on the radio, different interviews and things, and he was very clear about his faith, and I've always admired that. And uh, truth is, he became kind of a father figure to me, and, uh, and I've just appreciated him. So today, we're going to replay an interview that I had the privilege to do. Uh, it was a phone interview. I've had a chance to meet Coach Bowden a couple times, but no long conversations, and he wouldn't know me, but uh, I know him. And, uh, well, I wanted to share this with you. So we're going to go ahead and play an interview which with Coach Bobby Bowden. I 
I'm happy to have Coach Bobby Bowden on the show with me today, and I'm excited to have him on the broadcast. And uh, Coach Bowden, in our conversations that we've had on the phone, I told you that we weren't here to talk about football so much. We're here to talk about you, Bobby Bowden, the evangelist. So you've retired from football, and now you're going and you're uh, ministering in churches and speaking out for the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm just excited to, to hear you do that. Yeah, well, I've uh, tried to do that throughout my career. And uh, now I have more time to do it. But I speak to a lot of churches, a lot of prayer breakfasts, a lot of Fellowship of Christian Athlete events, and those things. Plus, I also speak to a lot of corporations and businesses. Mm-hmm. I know. I was. You, you have three books that you have written. Is that is that correct? Well, somebody else. Yeah, somebody else has written one. I think it's about seven of them. Oh, is that right? Well, I have two of them. I have the uh, probably the first one, which is Bound for Glory, which I read several years ago, and, and that pretty much takes us up to uh, 1980 when you all played in the Orange Bowl against yeah. uh, Oklahoma. But in that book, uh, Bart Starr made a comment, and he said, um, he, Bobby Bowden, stands for sacrifice and dedication and religion. And I liked that when I, when I read that. Mm-hmm. And then there was another uh, place in the book where he says that Bobby Bowden, he reads the Bible daily, and he preaches his football gospel from books authored by Billy Graham and quotes by Norman Vincent Peale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And, and the, I'm assuming these are some of your, your favorite people as far as uh, Billy, learning from. Billy Graham was always my favorite. Uh, you know, I was on his crusade uh, two or three times. I uh, have met him personally, had him come by the school and talk to my football team uh, 25 years ago, mm-hmm. and and uh, he he was always my favorite. Yeah. When you were a child, and you write about it in your book, about uh, being stricken with r- rheumatic fever and um, at the age of 13, and what you wrote in the book, you said, uh, during that time, and when uh, and God took you through that, that process, where literally you were lying in the bed for, I think, nine months, and you weren't able to, to do anything. Yeah. And uh, you write in the book, you says, you made a covenant with God that if he pulled you through, he would commit his life to serving him through athletics. And yeah. I, and I and I and I'm just sensing that this has been your uh, motives for just about everything you've done since then. Well, that that has yeah. I'll never forget that. Uh, I was lucky. I was raised with Christian parents, mother and dad, sister, and uh, and 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 we were. We, you know, the church used to come up and pray for me while I was sick, and uh, I did. You know, I was I was really told at that time that my playing my playing days were over. I mean, said. I mean, my, I remember my doctor, he, he wouldn't let me touch weights. He wouldn't let me walk up steps. I, I couldn't go to school for a year and that. And so uh, naturally I began to pray that God would heal me and let me play. And then if he would, I would, uh, you know, I'd, 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 quit, I'd commit myself to him in that regard. Well, that... Uh, I, w- I would have done it anyway, by the way, but uh, that was I was asking. Sure. But don't you believe that there, that God takes us through these things in our lives uh, so that he can really begin to uh, let us know what his will is for our lives? And, and these are all growing moments. Oh, yeah. Such. I think he gets our attention that way. Mm-hmm. You know, people never have anything bad happen to them. They, got, they don't know what it's like. I mean, exactly. you, yeah, people who I mean, God does more through the afflicted. He does more through the afflicted. Paul was afflicted. And he does more, he, he can do, as I say, more, uh, probably more through them, because they, they have experiences that uh, that should hinder them, that should prevent them. But then God gives them the strength to get through it. Right. And uh, he, he probably does more miracles through them than he does somebody that's not, not afflicted. 
Well, the, the, uh, Peter tells us in 1 Peter 1, 7, he says that the trial of our faith is more precious than gold. Yeah. And uh, uh, what you went through was, was certainly a trial of your faith. But, but you know, a lot of times when these things happen to people, they turn bitter toward God. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, people, uh, and I feel sorry for them, people that lose any, a, a, a mother or a father or a friend or a kid. You know, I've, I've read where some of them blame God. Mm-hmm. You know, just, I, I, in fact, I, I coached a young man one time, a great kid. And he, of course, now he's about 77. But but he, he lost a son, and he and his wife both fell away from the church because they blamed God, you know? Right. Now, that's been, that's been 25 years ago, and maybe by now he's changed. When I'm around him, he's, they seem changed. Mm-hmm. But some people take it. Don't don't take it as it should be. That's right, and and unfortunately that is true. But uh, thank the Lord that in your case, even though this is a, a very difficult time in your life, the Lord didn't let that happen, and, no. he, and He used it as a growing moment. And yeah. of course, through that, you have inspired many many people uh, throughout the, the generations and years of your coaching, uh, Coach. About my experience with having known of you, and of course, I feel like I know you, even though we've I have met you a couple times because you wouldn't remember me, but yeah. of course we've talked on the phone a few times. Uh, I came to Tallahassee in 1979, and I come from uh, from the state of Kentucky where we played with a ball that bounced a little better oh, than the yeah. oh, <laughs> one that you've played with. That's right. And I really didn't know much about football. But uh, I came to Tallahassee, and, and on the radio, they were there's a commercial, or, or it says Bobby Bowden, that's the coach for me. Bobby Bowden, yeah. please stay in Tallahassee. And I, oh yeah. And yeah. I, I told my wife, I said, uh, I hear that the, the coach Bowden is, is a preacher, and that's what really uh, inspired me. Yeah. And I said to my wife, I'm going to root for these Seminoles. <laughs> and, uh, well, that's good. I'm glad you did. And I, and I did, and, I, and I've enjoyed it and got to know a little bit about football as, as well as basketball over the, over the years. And, uh, but the thing about it is the fact that your stand for Christ is what really uh, caused me to even care about uh, football yeah. or anything else. But to watch you over the years and, and of course, hearing so many of your um, – uh, Post game shows with yeah. Jim Decker off, and uh, and I, I'm an avid radio guy, so I, I listen to everything. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and I'd hear your the way you you approach things and your philosophy for things. And I remember one time you made a statement. You said, uh, you know, life isn't all about football, and uh, a lot of the fans didn't care much for you for that ex- expression. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, yeah. but uh, to you, that's really true, isn't it? Well, gosh, yeah. I mean, you can't let. Uh, you know, I, I, I speak a whole lot. I get asked a lot. Mm-hmm. What, what? I'll get asked by a mother that say she doesn't have a husband. She's raising a son, fourteen, fifteen years old, and I'll get letters of people I've never heard of saying, "Coach, what can I tell him to make him to be successful?" Right. And I tell them the same thing. I say, number one, tell him to get his priorities in order. Tell him number one, his number one priority has got to be God. His second priority has got to be his family. His third priority ought to be other people, mm. you know, and then education and then sports. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you do that, then I explain to them what I mean by putting them first. I mean, uh, you know, they say, what do you mean by a priority? Well, I mean, don't you do anything if you think God doesn't want you to do it. Wow. And if you think God doesn't mind you doing it, go ahead and do it. And same thing with your parents. Right. If you think your parents don't want me to do this, don't do it. Wow. If you think they don't mind, do it. So I, I try to get that point. I, I made a pledge, you know, I, was ta- I made a pledge when I started coaching. I, I never want a boy to play for me that when he gets through 
he doesn't know about Jesus. Wow. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak it out there. I know, <laughs> I know, that, I know that's not politically correct. Uh-huh. But I'd rather be spiritually correct than politically correct. Wow. And so I I witnessed to them. Now, how many of them took it? I don't know. Uh-huh. But I know a bunch of them did. I get letters from players now that I coached 40 years ago, 50 years ago, 30 years ago. Not a one of them mentions football. Well, Not a one of them. Well, I just had uh, Ryan Sprague on the on my radio show a couple of weeks ago, and, and uh, you got through to him. <laughs> well, yeah, well, most of them, I say most of them, a lot of them have it already. Uh-huh. But in today's time, there's more and more oh, yeah. kids coming up without it because they don't have families. Right. Now, I remember also reading in the in the newer book, the um, uh, Call to Coach, that uh, a lot of times before big games, you would tell the players Bible stories. Yeah. And then, and uh, that seemed to have, have helped a lot because you won a lot of those big games at that. So yeah, what? yeah. I mean, I, you know, to me, the 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 hour before a football game or the night before a football game was a great time to lecture to the kids mm-hmm. because they knew that the next day or that afternoon they had a physical battle going on where they might get hurt. Mm-hmm. A dangerous sport, and you you had their attention, and now's the time to tell them there's more to life than football, and that there's a you have a creator who created you and gave you this great talent. Now your job is to go out and use it to the best of your ability. Well, wow, that's a great word. <laughs> now, what was your favorite story of, of all the stories that you told them? Do you remember? Oh, uh, let's see. What would be the favorite? My favorite. Story, golly, I, uh, I, you know, I can't think of a favorite. I, I, right I would now. think it'd be David and Goliath, wouldn't you? Well, that would fit in real good. <laughs> that would that would fit in real good. Yeah, yeah and I, I'm sure I've I'm sure I've mentioned that one before when we were heavy underdogs. And <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, the walls of Jericho falling down or something like that. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. There's well, there's so many great stories in the Bible that you can relate right, to right. that that pertain to the day. Right, you know right. that if you just read it. Right, uh, Coach Bowden. Um, in your book, in the the, the second or the last book that I have, this is the call to coach. You said it was difficult for you to retire because there were so many lost boys out on the streets that you could help. Yeah. And, and you talk about how that uh, uh, so many of the, it's just like what you just said a few minutes ago. So many of these young boys that, that came to some of them didn't really have father figures in their life. Yeah. And and you were able to uh, help mold them. And some of them uh, did, it didn't always work out, did it? That's right. Uh, you, you, you take my last year of coaching, there'd be more boys without daddies than boys with them. Wow. There'd be, there'd be more boys coming from broken homes than they would coming from uh, good, good, good homes, right. you know. And uh, it's not the boy's fault. I mean, no. it, you know, the mom and daddy can't, they split up, and, or the daddy leaves, or abandons his family, or the mama leaves. Uh, it's not his fault, you know. But he gets caught in, caught up with it. And uh, I used to tell my coaches that, uh, uh, man, we got we got to be his father. I mean, he, he we we are going to be the closest thing he ever knew to having a father. You know. Wow. Wow. And then I always tell him, I always I always tell him, boys, if you don't have a daddy, you still got a, a, a heavenly father. You Praise got a heavenly yeah. father, and he's more important than any of them. So you still got something to fight for. Wow, that's a wonderful truth. Um, a couple more questions for you. First of all, do you have a favorite scripture? One I've used a lot. I've used ever since my mother taught it to me when I was probably 
Well, I think it's when I had that rheumatic fever, mm-hmm. and that's Psalms forty-two one. Mm-hmm. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, oh, yeah. so panteth my soul after Thee, O God. That that's one I usually, if I sign a signature and somebody says, "Well, put a scripture on there," I usually put that one on there because that's the way I feel. Wow. Wow, that's a great scripture. What about, uh, I, I know you've got to be a music lover. Do, do you like uh, gospel music and, and hymns and that sort yeah, of thing? Yeah, I, I used to play, the, I used to play, you know, I played in the high school band my first two years. Yeah, that's in your first book here, yeah. Yeah, and I played, <laughs> I played in the jazz band uh, through college, and I've always liked singing. I never sang into a group, though. I just like to sing. Uh-huh. And, uh so anyway, I love music. I love gospel music, yes. I love the old favorites. I don't hear them anymore. Uh-huh. Old Rugged Cross. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, I don't hear them anymore. I really upset you. Uh-huh. Yeah. I hear this drum beating stuff. But that's what the kids can right, relate to right. nowadays, so I don't I don't let it bother me. Well, well, Coach Bowden, the... You know, on my show, the, the, the gospel on the radio talk show that, that, that you're on now. Now, we're going to take this interview and put it in, but also I play music. Yeah. And so I wanted to know what your, your, one of your favorite songs, so we'll make sure we'll find somebody to sing the old rugged cross, and we'll put that in. Do you, uh, have, do you have another favorite? Oh, let me, gosh, I had so many favorites. Uh, old rugged cross would be one. Uh, Amazing Grace and... <laughs> Oh, you know, I've just, I've just got so many of them, they don't sing anymore, uh-huh. that, I, uh-huh. that I miss them. Right. You know? How about like when the, when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there? I love that one. Yeah. I love that one. We used to sing that one all the time. Uh-huh. In Beulah's Land, we yeah, used to right, sing in Beulah's right. Land. and uh, those, those just bring back great yeah. memories, you and, know. Uh, I've got a mansion over the hilltop. Oh, yeah. You remember that oh, one? Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I remember all them old ones. Yeah. Well, brother, uh, I'm gonna call you brother Bowden because, you know, like I say, I feel like I, we are. Yeah, I, I feel like I know you because yeah. I've heard you so much. I hope that you have uh, enjoyed this interview thus far with uh, Coach Bowden. Uh, I love the fact that when I called him to ask him about being on the show i told him i said coach we don't talk sports on the show and i said we talk about the lord he says that's that's great he said i I love to do that and he was very gracious very very gracious to grant me the time and we enjoyed it very very much i want to just remind you that i am the pastor of freedom road christian ministry 720 capital circle northeast and we have our services on sunday mornings at uh, uh 1105 and uh, love having you come and bring your family. FRCM.us, that's the website. We're between Easterwood Drive and Park Avenue. If you're heading down Capitol Circle toward Park Avenue, look for us on the right-hand side of the road. You'll see our sign out there. We love people. Love the Lord. Love to have you bring the family. And also, I want to remind you to join me on uh, Saturday night, 7 o'clock, for the Saturday Night Gospel Sing on 94.1 on your radio dial. A full hour of great Southern Gospel music. You'll enjoy it. And then join me for the daily broadcast on 94.1 at 11 o'clock. And that's a daily teaching of the Word of God. So just a reminder of those things and also... The fact that uh, the first Sunday night of the month, Gospel Sing over at the American Legion tonight at 6.30. You don't want to miss that. We always have a good time. But right now, I'm going to take you back to the interview with Coach Bobby Mountain. 
this show is going to air on ESPN Radio here on, on Sunday morning at 7 yeah. o'clock here in Tallahassee. Good. And this is your opportunity, if, if you've got a, a short sermon, something that if you were going to go to a church, what would you share with that church? You could share that right now with this ESPN Radio audience. Well, I, I do speak a lot at churches, uh, and, and uh, uh, the one point, I, the thing I try to, I, I feel like I've got to get across in my message, I try to speak like there's nobody saved, mm-hmm. like there's everybody in there, nobody's saved. I know there are, I know, but I know there's some that are not, right. and those are the ones I would like to get the message to of how to be saved. Wow. And I would, I would drive home the point that, that God created us. He loves all of us. He wants us all. He gave us a plan that Jesus uh, finished on the, when he finished on the cross. He said, it is finished. And that was the plan that if we will listen to it and commit to it, then we will have eternal life. And that is to, to tell God you're a sinner, admit you're a sinner, ask him for forgiveness, ask him to come into your heart, surrender your life to him. And, uh, and, 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 and then, then repent. And, uh, somebody says, uh, well, what does repent mean? It means stop. Right. Quit doing what you've been doing. Yeah, change, change. Yeah, go a different and, direction. Yeah. Yeah. Change, change, quit doing some little things. Well, I can't. Well, do your best. Ask, ask him to help you. Mm-hmm. Ask him to change you. And he will. He, he will. You're darn yeah. right. That's, I, I do try to get that across in certain ways when I speak. Well, that's a good sermon. Yeah, I've. Well, I, I don't. I, I just. I, I just hate to be there and think that I spoke for thirty minutes or whatever, and they got it walks out there don't even know how to be saved. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, if I wasn't already saved, I think I. I think I'd consider it. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> well, you already saved. Thank yeah. goodness. Now, Coach Belton, I got one last thing I want you to do for me before we before we uh, let you go here. Okay. What I've heard you so many times on the uh, different ones, and you make the impression you're, you're doing a good job, boy. Thank you. I want you to say to me. Pastor King, you're doing a good job, boy. Pastor. Pastor King. Pastor King, you're doing a good job, boy. <laughs> yeah, Pastor King, you are doing a good job. Uh, that's what I wanted to boy. hear. <laughs> uh, you know, boy is a word yeah. you can't use a lot now, right? Yeah, right. But when I was raised, I asked my daddy, he said, come here, boy. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Go to the car, boy. Yeah. Everything, that's all we knew. I mean, nobody's mad at anybody no. for that. But you have to, I, I, I I laid off of that one because some of them are so sensitive. <laughs> well, to me, that's affirmation. Yeah. See, it's, uh, that's why I wanted to hear you say that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, good. <laughs> well, Coach Bowden, this has been a delight for me to be able to talk to you on the on the radio here and uh, to be able to have your voice over these airwaves in Tallahassee. And, of course, uh, uh, we stream on the Internet, and we'll probably be replaying this broadcast uh, a lot of different times in a lot of different places. And, uh, well, you, do, uh, you do that because, you know, a lot of times I'll speak and people say, you mind, you mind if we use this and send it out? I say, look, we do not want the word suppressed. Mm-hmm. We don't, I don't want it suppressed. Any way it can be used to help my, my Savior, I want it done. Praise the Lord. I tell you what, that's music to my ears. It really well, is. I know it is because I know what you stand for. Yeah. Well, Coach Bowden, uh, can I just do one last thing? I want to have a word of prayer for you. Before, before, you. Before. Father God, I thank you for Coach Bobby Bowden. I thank you, Lord, for his stand for Christ these years, the testimony that he's had for me and the inspiration he's been in my life to make me want to serve God even stronger and better. Father God, I pray that, Lord, that you'd give him many, many more years to proclaim your gospel. And, Father, I give you the praise and the glory. And I thank you, Father, that I know that Coach Bowden lays everything at your feet. And to you be praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
Coach Bowden, thank you so much for being on the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show. Thank you, buddy. Good luck to you. God bless you. See you, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. I hope that you have enjoyed this uh, interview with uh, Coach Bobby Bowden, a man of great faith and passion and a man that I have grown to appreciate very, very much over the years. And uh, I just appreciate you for tuning in. We always close the broadcast out with prayer. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for your blessings. I thank you, Father God, for this testimony that we've heard today. And Father God, I pray over this radio audience. I pray, God, that you'd watch over them and protect them. And Father God, I pray for our country and I pray for peace the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. And these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.